This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Well, hey, hey, listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm sitting here with my beautiful decaf latte and enjoying the peace and quiet of this Sunday afternoon, which happens to be Mother's Day. So unlike many of the mothers out there, Mother's Day is really a day that I take for myself. I don't want my kids to take me out. I don't need to go anywhere. I actually just like to have the day to myself to do whatever I choose. And I've really come to enjoy Sundays in general as having a good chunk of time to myself. It's when I reflect on my week. I love to sit down and record my podcast episodes on Sunday as I reflect on my week and spend some time with you. And Mother's Day is really no exception for me. I've had a lot of conversations this week with women who are really struggling to make themselves a priority, who are really, um, you know, as moms, we tend to put our kids' needs ahead of our own to the point where we're in this place of martyrdom. And then Mother's Day rolls around and we're waiting for everybody to tell us how awesome we are instead of telling yourself how awesome you are and giving yourself what it is you need and asking for what it is you want. So if you're listening to this thinking, oh my God, I totally wait for Mother's Day to feel appreciated, I want you to take a step back and ask yourself, how could you feel appreciated more often throughout the year? Where are you not appreciating yourself? Because it's really not about others appreciating you. That's always lovely. Like I know my family appreciates me. But when you live from a place of making sure you care for, appreciate, love yourself day in and day out, you don't really need a day like Mother's Day to specifically feel important or special or cared for. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit because I do find that so many of you, again, are working from this place of martyrdom, frustration, Um, And oftentimes resentment shows up and that is always an indication to point those fingers back at you. So if you go back into the podcast archives, you will find uh, episode 130, which is actually a repurposed episode of an episode I did even further back in the archive about how to stop yelling at your kids and be a good mom. It's based on a post that I wrote many, many years ago as I was reflecting on my journey as a mom because you know, my journey as a mom has been a really messy one. And it's one of the places where I have felt the most inadequate most 
of the time. And I think that most moms listening, if you're tuning in and you're a mom, would agree that motherhood is one of the toughest jobs, if not the toughest job. You often don't know, like, am I doing a good job? I think I'm doing a good job, but you don't, you don't really know. I don't know about you, but my kids didn't like pop out of my womb with an instruction manual. And I've had to learn as I go. I didn't know anything about raising children yet. I had put really high expectations on myself of being able to be really, really good at it. And you've probably heard me uh, in previous episodes say that I actually felt like I was missing the mom gene. So, you know, today and every Mother's Day, I really like to reflect on how far I've come from where I started as a parent to where I am now. And I'm really proud of how I show up for my kids now and how I parent. But that truly wasn't always the case. And that's not, I'm not sharing this with you to be hard on myself. I'm sharing to be honest, because I think so often we we don't share our struggles as parents. And then we look around and think, God, am I the only one that thinks this is like sucking? Like, because I would look around at the other moms and think, how do they have all their shit together? Because I certainly didn't feel like it. In fact, I was just reflecting last night when we were out with friends on, you know, a time when uh, Colton was, I don't know how old he was, maybe two or three. Logan was just a baby. My my oldest two were only 20 months apart. And Colton didn't want to leave the playground. It was time to go. Logan was crying in the stroller. And I remember firemen carrying Colton over my shoulder while he screamed and yelled and beat on my back. And Logan was crying in the in the stroller. And I think I cried too. You know, it was just it just felt so hard when they were little and I felt like I was getting it all wrong. Um, I've often called myself a dragon mommy in the past because I yelled all the time. And I really had this belief that, you know, if they would just behave the way I wanted them to behave, then I would feel fine. Then I would feel better. I never once realized that how they were behaving was a reflection of how I was feeling on the inside. You know, I love them. I love them so much. But what I didn't realize is that I didn't love myself very much. And every time I was being hard on myself as a mom, I was, you know, operating from that place of, of shame. And when we're in shame, um, we don't really behave our best. Like shame makes people behave badly. So that's why I always have a lot of compassion when I see people kind of acting out because I know it comes from a really deep wounded place within them that is telling them that they're not good enough. And, you know, there is nothing that my kids could have done that would have made me feel better because it was really never about them. Um, and because at that point in my life, I was so disconnected from my emotions, I was truly living from the neck up. I was just fighting so hard to control everything in an effort to avoid myself. Control is often fear-based and often the things we fear the most are the voices in our heads that we don't want to be with, the, the, you know, the, the quiet voices that are whispering, you're not good enough, you're getting it wrong, you're going to screw up your kids. So, you know, I can look back and see that I had just as many, if not more, tantrums than my than my kids. And this is really why I'm so passionate about this work because it has changed me so deeply. And one of the places that I'm most proud of is how it's impacted how I parent. Because, you know, when I went to uh, 
the rehab center so that I could, you know, learn about how to fix my attic, which I've said before had nothing to do with that. It was really realizing that I was standing in my own pile of garbage. It really became this like, okay, I see I'm working from these codependent patterns and I can see how they've been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And they just morph and tweak. And it's really about, you know, learning how to navigate a relationship with your own parents when they're working from kind of flawed behavior patterns or beliefs. So we pick up like, you know, how we, how we need to control the situation, so to speak. So it really became about breaking those generational patterns for me as a parent and how could I do better? And it doesn't mean that I've raised perfect kids, most certainly not. Like, you know, my best parenting wasn't in their early years. I've definitely had a different experience with Jake, but even with Jake, you know, I can tell there's no such thing as perfect kids. They come to the planet. We all come to the planet, I believe, with certain lessons that we need to learn that are just, I don't know, in our DNA, whatever. So all we can do is our best. And um, this way of being in relationship with your kids is available to you. And I, I want you to know that. I have clients come to me for all sorts of reasons. And when you know they, they're looking at kind of the problem, like I'm having a problem with my husband, I'm having a problem with my kids, I'm having a problem with my work, I'm feeling stressed out, I'm yelling all the time, whatever it may be. And it always ends up being not a them problem, but a you problem. And it's looking at your beliefs and behaviors that you're working from and creating awareness around them and then shifting how you're going to move through life. This is part of the full frontal living uh, method. We have to create this awareness so that we can then create change. And it, it is more about letting go of things. It's more about letting go of things. Like I had to learn how to let go of control. I had to learn how to take responsibility for my own emotional state and stop blaming other people in my life. So this is available to you. You know, so when we talk about doing the work, it can feel so like abstract. What does that mean, Lisa? And it really just is a discovery into what is making you tick? What is making you tick? What do we need to let go of? And what can you start to step into and start to embody so that you can change your life and how you're seeing your life? So now how I parent is much different. So obviously, you know, my older boys are now, you know, 22 and almost 21, and I've had lots of challenging conversations with them and I don't shy away from hard conversations. And in fact, me and my middle son have had lots of really, really challenging conversations because we see the world very differently. And of course, you know, at 20, he's going to have a different perspective around what's important versus me at almost 50. And, you know, we've navigated these conversations and still come out the other side, really loving each other. I've been able to share my feelings and I let my kids see me, like really see me, not I'm going to pretend to be a mom that's got it all together. Like my kids see me. Uh, the other day in the kitchen, I had been going back and forth on Voxer with uh, a good friend of mine and I just started weeping because it, it was like that grief kind of came out of nowhere again and took me out of the knees because I haven't seen some of my friends in over two years and at this point... It, I have no idea when I'm going to be able to see them. So every now and then that grief will hit me. And I just, I started to cry. Like I didn't leave the room because Jake was sitting there. I didn't try and protect him from the fact that I was sad. 
And it was so beautiful because he just walked over to me. He said, mom, are you okay? And I said, no, babe, you know, I'm just, I'm really sad. I'm missing my friends right now. They live far away and I'm, I'm missing my friends. And he gave me this beautiful hug, right? He just, he didn't even say anything. He just gave me this really beautiful hug. And that's available to us with our kids. We don't have to protect them from what we're feeling, nor do we need to like put it on our kids to fix us or save us, right? Like there's a line there as well. We don't want our kids to suddenly be in a position of parenting, but you can allow your kids into your life. You can let them see how you are feeling. And in fact, that invites them into feeling safe to talk about their own emotions and to have their own emotional experience. Because I think this is part of the problem you know, with, with my generation, the generation before is we tried to shelter our kids from anything other than, you know, happiness, like let them be kids, which I understand, but we also sheltered them from seeing our real emotions. So if you want to have more emotional fluency in your house, you can't just be telling your kids to share how they're feeling. If you're not willing to share with them how you're feeling, if you're not willing to show up honestly about what is going on for you. So the other thing is I've had to take responsibility for when I've said or done something that isn't cool or, you know, gotten my hands in something that is none of my business. You know, I remember a time, this is way back when uh, Cole was still a, a teenager and I had decided that it was a good idea to track my kids on their phone. Okay. Long story short, not a good idea. It brought out all the unhealthy behaviors in me and I want to trust my kids and I know they're going to get into stuff. Listen, they all do. I did, but it was so unhealthy for me to be watching where he was going and what he was doing. Like it just was, it gave me such an ick factor and it really pulled me back into that, um, codependent place. So I remember sitting with Cole and having a conversation with him and just saying like, I can't do this. Like, this isn't healthy for me. So I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust that you're going to say where you are. And, and, you know, we're just, we're just going to play this by ear because it doesn't feel good for me to be watching your every move. And I want to be able to trust you. So I gave him a lot of rope and said, you know, if I reserve the right as a parent to pull back on that rope at any time, um, but it was a really powerful conversation and I've had many powerful conversations, uh, with both, with both my kids about things that I wasn't proud of. I mean, I even went back and really shared with them and apologized for my behavior when they were young and listen, they were like, mom, it's fine. We're good. We love you. Everything's great. Everything turned out fine. It wasn't about that. It was about me admitting and just saying to them, like, I get that. I get that you might not, you have, you've, you saw what happened in the past through your own lens, but I need you to know that I'm deeply sorry for the amount of yelling and really how not present I was as a mom. I, I really wasn't present as a, as a mom when my kids were young for a variety of reasons, most of which was me running away from being a parent because I felt so inadequate uh, as a parent. And just, again, you know, the things that we can't be with, the emotions we can't be with will run our lives. So I spent my life running from my life, basically. So, you know, my kids see me being vulnerable. They, you know, 
I admit when I'm not behaving my best and listen, it still happens, not as often, but it, it can still happen. And I've, I've had to apologize for many, many a thing, but how often do you remember your parents apologizing to you? Have you ever apologized to your kids or is it easier to just do the half apology, right? Like, oh, I'm sorry for that. But you know, if you hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have acted the way I did instead of just taking responsibility for you acting poorly. Like you can do that too. So, you know, with Jake now turning 11, he'll be 11 in June, you know, that little stage, it goes by so fast. And what I want to remind you is that, you know, your children are just on loan to you, especially as a mom of boys. It's like the way I look at raising boys is I raise them to give them away. They're going to have, you know, another female or male, whatever, whatever they choose in their life that is going to be their partner. And I can't be that partner for them forever. So I have to really honor and cherish the stage that I'm at with them. And, and especially with Jake, now that the older two are kind of, you know, they're living their lives. He's always going to be little for a very short while longer. And if you're in the thick of it with littles, just know like you will blink and it will pass you. And you'll be like, how did I get a 22 year old? That's often how, um, I shake my head like how, you know, how do I have a 22 year old and how am I turning 50 this year? Anyways, your job is to, you know, give your kids life, keep them safe, make sure they feel loved, hold space for them to grow and let them go have their journey. My kids want to be happy. I don't have to want to be happy for them. I don't have to stress and feel anxious about them being happy. Like parents are always saying, right? Like, I just want my kid to be happy. Well, guess what? They're hardwired to be wanting to be happy too. Let them find their way. You do not need to caretake your kids through life. Let them find their way. And I want to remind you, if you are an over-functioning parent, what, that, what happens is you create under-functioning adults. So they grow up and they they're working from this place of learned helplessness. So for all the help you think you're giving them when they're little, you could be creating more of a problem when they're older. And now here you are, your kids are grown and they're still calling you every 20 minutes because they don't know how to get toast out of the toaster or something. They don't know how to clean the lint dryer. So find that find that place for you where you're caring, where you're helping, where you're there for them, but also learn how to just hold space for them to find their way and figure stuff out so that they can grow up and be empowered adults um, who can function on their own. So, you know, your kids can't get life right or wrong any more than you can. I know we like to tell ourselves the story that we're going to screw up our lives, but you can't. All you can do is make choices. And if you make a choice that doesn't feel good, you can make another choice. So often we forget that. Um, you know, it's, it's, their, it's their right. It is their right, just like it is yours to make those choices, to switch directions. They're going to feel joy. They're going to feel pain. They're going to feel loss. They are going to experience grief. And it sucks when you see your kids hurting, but it's part of the journey. We cannot bubble wrap our kids from never having these experiences, just like we couldn't avoid it, just like our parents couldn't save us from what was meant to happen on our journey. They're going to have disappointments. They're going to struggle. 
but they're also going to have amazing victories and celebrations. And I truly believe you cannot screw up your kids if you're committed to loving them deeply. So if you're listening to this and you've been telling yourself that you're screwing up your kids, especially after the last two years we've had, oh my God, the pivots we've had to make, the homeschooling, the too much iPad time, too much video gaming time, like we have all just done our best to get through. I don't know what's going to happen to this generation, but they're having the journey they're meant to have. So if you believe you are screwing up your kids, stop, like stop it. You're doing your best and you can always reflect and say, okay, how can I do better? Where can I look at me and not them and shift and step into a more powerful way to parent? And this is why I'm so passionate about the work that I do with the men and women that I work with, because it helps support you be your best you. And that translates into being a better mom or dad. A big part of my journey as well was I had to forgive myself. Like I had to forgive myself and let go of all the parenting missteps because there's not a parent out there who hasn't had a parenting misstep. Like show me a perfect parent, please. It's, it, I, I think I'd, I think it would be easier for me to find a unicorn. It just doesn't happen. So be willing to forgive yourself because like I said, nobody got a manual and I have to trust that all the, you know, quote unquote mistakes that I made were part of the journey that my kids were meant to have, were part of the journey that I was meant to have. So, you know, if you can't show compassion and empathy towards yourself, how do you expect your kids to be able to show up with compassion and empathy? This is why it's so important. We have to model what we want our children to step into. If, if we're doing like just telling them what they should be doing, but we're not doing it for ourselves, it's like telling your kids to eat healthy while you're shoveling back the potato chips while you're preparing their healthy lunch. Kids aren't stupid. They see they see. So model, be the parent that you want your kids to grow into, right? Be the adult you want your kids to, to grow into. So treat yourself the way you want them to treat themselves. So if you're not making yourself a priority, you're going to have kids that grow up and they're going to pick up the martyrdom stick because they saw you being a martyr their whole lives. So if it's not okay for your kids, then don't make it okay for you. Like it's, it's, point like hard stop. So if you find yourself talking negatively about your mo your body, money, or maybe you're judging other people in front of your kids, maybe you're chastising your ex, um, is that okay? Would you be okay with your kids talking like that about themselves or somebody that they loved? So please watch your language in front of your kids. As I said, be the adult that you want your child to grow into. Teach, don't tell, model, don't dictate, communicate, and let them see you. Like really let them see you because your kids are mirrors and they're always gonna be reflecting things back to you. It's just, are you willing to see that what they're showing you is about you and often not about them? And watch that you're not projecting your stuff onto your kids. So if you were bullied on the playground when you're young, don't project that story onto your kid who's never been bullied, but you're treating them like, oh my God, we need to do these things to make sure you're never bullied. That's not true. Let your kids have their journey. So 
if you are a perfectionist like I was, which is tied into the whole control thing, you know, let go of perfection and teach your kids that it's okay to make mistakes, which means you've got to tell your kids when you've made mistakes, right? You have to show them and tell them when you've made mistakes. I share with my kids when I screw things up. You know, when they say, mom, how was your day? I don't just say, oh, it was fine. Some days it's like, ah, it wasn't too good. This thing happened. This is what I had to deal with. I made a really big mistake here in my business. This is how I'm changing things. Like I actually give them a real answer. <laughs> Sometimes I think I tell them maybe more than they were like, God, I was just looking for a fine mom. But here's the thing, right? Again, I know how important it is to model to them and they'll take what's important and they'll, they'll leave the rest. So I think on today, you know, anytime around Mother's Day, but really every day, you know, take the time to really celebrate yourself. I don't, I don't need Mother's Day to celebrate myself. I celebrate myself every day. I, like I started this podcast, I don't need to wait for anyone to acknowledge me and you don't have to wait for anybody to acknowledge you. I hate to break this to you ladies, but you can go buy your own damn flowers and you don't have to wait for Mother's Day or any other day. Um, and you know what? If you like flowers being bought for you, then communicate with your family and ask for what you want and need expect, instead of expecting them to know, right? Can we let go of this like, well, if they love me, they would know. Stop it. Tell them. Let it be easy, right? And then you're going to get what you want. And don't make it mean that they love you less because they didn't just automatically know. Can we stop with the game playing? Okay, life is so much easier when we just communicate clearly it is so much more peaceful when you just ask and i hope you know above everything else you know i hope what you take from this episode is that you are appreciated every day you are amazing every single day you are doing your best every single day and even on the days you feel like you're not doing your best you're still probably doing your best what this episode is really about is choosing to love yourself as much as you choose to love your children, as much as you love your children. You don't have to think about loving your kids. So can you put just like a smidge of that effort towards loving yourself instead of making it so hard? We have no problem, right? You have no problem prioritizing your kids. So why are you making it so hard to prioritize yourself? Right? When is it going to be time for you to understand that you can prioritize yourself, love yourself, and prioritize your kids? It's not either or, it's both and. And when we step into that container, we have so much more to give our kids and our families because we feel nourished and well cared for and rested all the time. So I hope you had an amazing Mother's Day. If you don't have kids, I hope that there was something in this episode that spoke to you in regards to just making yourself a priority and maybe looking at the things in your life you've been tolerating, like negative self-talk or judging others instead of looking at, oh, if I'm judging others, maybe I should point those fingers back at myself. Who am I really judging here? There's a lot in this episode, regardless of your child status. So I know there's a lot of women out there who choose not to have kids and kudos to you too, right? Can we celebrate all women in whatever choices they make? And if you're listening and you're somebody who maybe lost a child or 
had multiple miscarriages or struggled to get pregnant, I just want you to know that I'm sending you so much love as well because I know that motherhood encompasses a lot of things. There's a lot of people who don't have children and I would consider mothers in the deepest sense of the word. So that is this week's episode. I would love to hear your thoughts and reflections. By all means, please pop over to Instagram at Lisa Carpenter Inc. Share your thoughts in my DMs. And I hope you have a beautiful week ahead. And I hope you really, you know, from this day forward, look at how can you make every day, how can you make every day feel a little bit like Mother's Day so that you don't have to wait for that one special day a year to feel valued and important? How can you give yourself a little bit of that every single day? All right. So make sure you hop back and take a listen to episode 130, how to stop yelling at your kids and be a good mom. It's a really beautiful episode and I'm going to re-listen to it as well. So until next week, take very, very good care of you. Remember things you love and you value, you take care of. And ladies, the world right now really needs us to step up and prioritize ourselves. Um, because things are shifting and changing and women really need to step into their power if we're going to change the world. And that means we got, got to get out of our heads, out of the garbage that's going on up there and uh, really step forward into the world and decide what it is we want for ourselves and for our future generations. All right. So until next week, have a beautiful week ahead. Much love.